The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the flogcast for round 15. The emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here. And I'm joined by the suburban netballer from Collingwood, Morgan Ashley. Hello. And making his return, the Hawthorne Nomad Penal. Howdy. Goo tears. We'll go straight into it. What do we got? I have goo for my newfound Twitter fame. I don't know how to use Twitter very well. I usually think that no one's listening. bit like here? Yeah. Well, it's a bit like just standing out the front of your house and yelling. No one cares. But um, somehow I managed to get 52 likes on a tweet, and that's nev- that's unheard of for me. Like, I don't have very many followers, but 52 likes is a fair amount. And even managed to get five retweets. So what did you what did you say? I said, "Why is Dale Thomas so salty? (laughs) He chose to leave and go to our most hated of enemies for money. Of course, he will get booed. The faux tough guy act is embarrassing for a player who was once loved and admired. Enjoy your week off. You deserve it." What did he do to get a week off? I barely watched the game. He hit Greenwood in the head. Dickhead. I think he got the ultimate comeuppance, though, in the end when it was revealed yeah, that like, whether deliberately or not, Mason Cox didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and had to, had to ask it. Well, Eddie Maguire asked him what Daisy said, and he said, Who's Daisy? <laughs> and he goes, Oh, you mean number 39. <laughs> what, an, what a fantastic comeback. But Mason's got some chops when it comes to that. Yeah. I liked his tweet this week when he asked when the AFL were going to transfer the $1,500 to him because an umpire touched him. Mm. So he sent out a tweet with a clip of the video of Dean Margetts touching him and said, do you want my BSB and account number to the AFL? <laughs> <laughs> so Mason's been running with some zingers on Twitter, which is good. But, yeah, I'll be really famous soon on Twitter, guys. Yeah, too, too famous for us. No, no, I'll still ask. No, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> Make sure you tweet out our episodes to the 52 people so that it's the only way to get more listeners because Dan's alienated all the rest. I didn't realise that um, taking the piss out of Dale Thomas was the way to get some attention from the Collingwood supporters. I, I haven't been this well-liked by Collingwood supporters ever <laughs> considering when I post on um, the board, I don't, don't get that many likes. Now, now you know the secret. You can go back into the Collingwood board, and every time you think you've misstepped, just go find something Daisy did on the weekend and make fun, mock it, and then everyone will be like, oh, she's not that bad. Oh, look at her. She's good. One of us. <laughs> one of us. Mm. Yeah, so that'll do. Yeah, no, I don't think that one will get featured on AFL 360. Look, it won't, mm. but I've watched AFL 360 both days this week, and I think they might change the name to Collingwood 360. It's been a bit Collingwood-centric. Well, that was because Eddie was on a Monday night just <laughs> diverts it all the way back. Yeah. That was good. Was Eddie doing damage control over the Trelaw thing? or? No, I think it was fairly accepted that Trelaw was in a bit of strife. Stubbins, you know how you discussed how he's not very smart? Yes. Only he would be the person who thought he had double cramp. <laughs> as, as soon as I heard that he had double cramp and then they were like talking about no he's actually done something wrong I'm like yeah of course that dumb cunt thought he had cramp <laughs> like this fits perfectly have to admit I laughed when I saw it just because the action was so the way he's kicking his legs like he's like a duck underwater yeah it's just watching him yeah I guess Paddle his legs is the only way to describe it. Well, well, how appropriate. He was paddling and he lied about having cramp. (laughs) But Haddo laughed. If a player gets injured and you're a commentator, don't laugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Well, now that good point on that. Um, Suck shit, Trelaw. You're injured. Yeah, no finals for you, Trelaw. You're such a wanker, Starburns. Absolute wanker. Well, you know, I, bl- I believe I believe that trolling injured players, the precedent has been set on here. Someone might have done it in the past. Someone's better at it than everybody else. You're a wanker. 
He I didn't think... leave your club. He was never there. <laughs> I don't you have an opinion. It was wrong. You don't even believe what you're saying. You're just being an idiot. I know, but it's like all of a sudden the realisation hits that, oh, there's a Collingwood player injured in a bad way with, like, double cramp. You know, poor, poor Trelaw and his double cramp. Most players can play through cramps. Like, what's his, what's his deal? It's obviously not double cramp, dick brain. <laughs> maybe you can speak to Nathan Freeman about how to rehab. Um, maybe you should go to St Kilda. I heard their doctors are much better than ours. <laughs> Or maybe they wouldn't have been rubbing it so fucking vigorously trying to get him back onto the ground. Morons. Anyway, um, sorry, we're still at Goo or Tears. I don't blame Hutto, though, for <laughs> laughing about it because it did look humorous and it looked kind of innocuous at the, at the time. I mean, probably thought afterwards, yeah, he's probably done a hammy, but just in the moment... It was it was funny. Jack Revolt concussed himself and then crawled up the stairs, and I think we all thought that was funny, despite it being a serious head injury that can have lifelong effects. Well, he looked like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> he was try- he was trying to sneak back out onto the ground. <laughs> Maybe if I crawl, they won't see me. Penal, do you want to go next? Yeah, I've got some tears and. Um... Well, Dan's, Dan's not here, so I guess I'll have to uh, take his role of complaining about pu- things that happen on public transport. <laughs> and so, look, if you've decided that, you know, enough's enough and you're going to end it all, uh, take a leaf out of Anthony Bourdain's book, <laughs> do it in a fucking hotel room or something. <laughs> Don't jump in front of a train because that's like the most selfish thing you can do because you ruin everyone's day. You ruined my Friday night, whoever you were, and some poor train conductor and no doubt bunches of passengers uh, are going to be left scarred and traumatised as a result of what you chose to do. Rather selfishly. Yes, fuck you, so, dead person. I think you all kind of know where I'm going there, so I've, I've, I've said what I need to say. And just... People who are on the brink of suicide don't really have the most, aren't the most thoughtful about the people's feelings. No, that's sort of... <laughs> Throw that out there. That's, that's sort of how they get to that point. I've, in saying that, don't kill yourself in a hotel room. Someone has to come and find you. That's awful. What you need to do is you need to just hire a boat and disappear out into the sea. Is this what we're saying? Yeah. Or the go- old uh, Harold Holt. <laughs> <laughs> go for a swim. They might name a pool after you. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. The, tra- the right. train, train right, drive yeah. is apparently it's a big occupational hazard because it's a fairly common way to go about it that they have and to go through counselling when that happens because they can't do a thing to stop it. No. And yet they live with the guilt and the trauma afterwards. And, and the blood splatter on the windshield. Ugh. Yeah, like I, I went, I, I did the first, like initial stages of becoming a train driver, and my mum said to me, "If somebody throws himself in front of your train, Morgan, what are you going to do about that? Like you won't be able to handle that mentally, and I probably wouldn't." That's when you gave up the dream of yes, that was the, the end of the dream. train. Yeah, yeah, I was going to drive the Tiggy train. <laughs> You'd have, been one of, you'd have been one of those ones who get on the mic and start talking to passengers, yeah? Get out of the fucking doorway, cunts. <laughs> I'd like to be a tram driver. Get off the fucking stairs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rhino. Move. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this is a rhino. <laughs> I'm going to have Flogstradamus tears or preemptive tears for what's going to occur in the next probably four hours. When just I tell you, the Socceroos may or may not win, but even if they do, the French will fuck it for them. They will surrender yeah. as they as, surrender monkeys as they are known to do. They will surrender the lead or just the game overall. You know what? And then. Regardless of what, what the Socceroos do, they'll be out and we'll probably still hear about it for three more days about how Tim Cahill should have played against Denmark or whatever the fuck else they want to say. 
Mm. I'm going to stick my neck out there with a prediction. Nothing surer. Australians are going to, you know, roll over Peru pretty easily, 2-0. But that other game's just got nil-nil written all over it because mm. they've got nothing to play for. They'll just take it easy. And, yeah, Australia's going out regardless, unfortunately. Indeed. And... It's really disappointing because we've actually been okay. Yeah, like it, it felt like this was going to be a pretty bad World Cup, but they've put up a good fight with probably one of the lesser talented teams we've thrown up there out, out there in the last four that we've been to. Certainly not a pinch on the one that made the last 16. But like they played really well against France and they played really well but against Denmark. They deserve to beat Denmark. Yeah. And they, it should have been a draw against France, and that's really mm. disappointing. Yeah, just just to have it just to have it out of hands at the moment, like uh, just the extra one or the extra three points from one yeah. of those games, it's, just it's to be so alive typical. and not have it in someone it's else's hands right now. Just so typical of that that this is our lot <laughs> in yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, and it's it's, like, it's unfortunate, I guess, the way the the way the draw works because now we're relying on France to do us a favour. Um, when they've already qualified. So, mm. in an in another parallel universe, you know, you get one win, one draw, one loss. That's probably fair, and that's enough to take you through. But yeah, not not when the draw, not when one's qualified and the other only needs a draw. Yeah, it'd just... be good if we were coming up against France last with four mm. points in the bank. Correct. Since I'm in the business of making uh, World Cup predictions, I reckon uh, South Korea are shoe-ins to beat Germany. It's something crazy is going to happen. Well, that's because the German scout reports were all inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who's who. (laughs) That is, yeah, that's brilliant because white people can't tell them apart and so they wore different shirts at the training. That's the... That's what happened, right? Yeah. But it's been a pretty good World Cup so far, though. It's like offered a mm. lot more than what he has the last couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yes. And it's it's set up for... And England are looking okay, so it's set up for their... I'm just waiting for their implosion. It's, not the group, it's obviously not going to be the group stage this time. I'd love to see how it happens. I... I They'd probably come up against, like, Senegal or something. <laughs> that would be great. Lose on penalties. Or own goal or something. VAR. How would <laughs> we like the VAR so far? It's been good and bad. The thing that I love is that some people can't take their glasses off. Like Craig Foster sulking about the penalty against France. That was a penalty. And, like... It spawned a whole bunch of stories about, you know, this wasn't the Lucas Neal one. This was legit, like, this was there. You just look like a dickhead when you try and argue that that wasn't a penalty. I don't know. Anyone got any thoughts on Lucy? I don't know who Lucy is. Penal? Do you enjoy Lucy? I think she's great value. I've enjoyed... um... Uh, her revolving door of outfits and... I know she's been the victim of some commentary on social media, but um, I don't see a problem with her accent or pronunciation of players' names. I think it's authentic, but it's maybe a little overdone, but it's authentic and comes from the right place. And if you compare it to, say, uh, Brian Taylor going... Ten times a night. Um, I know who I would rather prefer. Give me Lucy Zelik doing the uh, European pronunciations over BT any day. And I'm normally a BT fan, so. Anyway, I think let's go into into the footy and we'll move on to the reviews. We'll go to Melbourne shit in the bed against Port. I think it was widely acknowledged that Melbourne were the better side for pretty much most of the game, had most of the better players on the ground. At least Fox, Fox to do Baron or Fox Footy gave three votes to, like, Brayshaw and one vote to someone else from Melbourne. 
It was just like they were, they did everything but win, whereas Port banked those wins where you're not the better side, and then always they're always valuable because you want you normally have a couple of those a year if you're tracking all right. Especially when it's sort of like a eight point game. Yeah. Well, they won every start, but they they didn't win the one that counts, and that is score. I thought you were going to say um, heart. Oh well, no. Oh, that's that's a given that they. It's <laughs> a given that they lost that. They they are going to lose that every week they play, unless they played against France. They are the <laughs> actual definition of France in the AFL. Dirty surrender monkeys. They could make a streak DVD of that. Call it. Yeah, the I'm, heartless I'm, streak. I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, France's anthem is Brisbane song and not Melbourne. <laughs> Every, every time Francis' song comes on, I do sing, um, Go Lions, Brisbane Lions. I sing the Beatles. <laughs> oh, I was going to have Goo also for the carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney. It was fucking fantastic. What did he sing? He sang Penny Lane as they drove down Penny Lane and he went and signed a brick on the wall that said Penny Lane. He performed in a pub in Liverpool as a surprise for people that were sitting there and sang a few songs. He sang Let It Be in the car and told a story about how he wrote it. It was really beautiful. Cool. Worth checking out. So um, Melbourne right now are back in that big logjam of teams on eight wins. Basically their percentage from ninth, aren't they? So... Basically, they could still miss finals. By 0.5% or less. So, well, the question is not so much can they still miss finals. The question is in which interesting way are they going to miss <laughs> finals this year? After the siren in round 23, Max Gorn misses so, from 20 metres out. What's there? In the, in the last game of the year, Melbourne play the Giants. Oh, and, and that'll be the, that'll be the mini elimination final. Yeah. And the Giants are a win behind Melbourne at the moment. The only reason I don't want that scenario to play out quite that way is because if that happens, we'll get the cockheads who say we need a we need a wild card weekend. And it's like, no, you dick. Because imagine if we had that every season. No, you dickheads. We don't need a fucking wild card weekend. Eight is enough. We, we don't need a wild card weekend because. If you're good enough, you make the finals, and if you're not, you don't. Um, and if you're not good enough and you make the finals, that's because somebody cheated. Um, <laughs> but I wait with bated breath to see how they fuck it up. So Melbourne also, before the week before that, they play West Coast at um, the Disco Stadium. The week before that, they play Sydney. Jeez, they're gonna need it. They're gonna need to be in a like it's win. It's win to get in. It's gonna be the ultimate test. They they've still got to go to uh, Geelong, Adelaide, and Perth before the year's out, and they play Sydney and Melbourne. So you could definitely see them having four losses there. So if they, they won't lose the Crows, they got no resilience. If 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 they trip up on a banana skin team like. St Kilda or something. Then, then Wait, did they play North again? Just restart the streak. Well, so if you if you give them those four losses, the interstate trips, and then uh, against the Swans, then it basically all comes down to that GWS game. No, they play the Dogs though. Oh yeah, that's there. There we go. Is it Eddie Had? Oh, because I get the feeling you need thirteen wins this year. Thirteen and a. Handy percentage too. I mean. yeah. Oh no, it's at the G. Sorry, it's at the ah. G. Dogs like going outside. Let's move on if we've got nothing else on that. They do play Fremantle at TIO Stadium as well. Oh, they could miss out on, based on a Darwin trip. Imagine that they missed out because they sold a game. Fuck yes. <laughs> Richmond cost ourselves top four one of those elimination final years by dropping the Gold Coast Cairns game. <laughs> so, oh, I can't remember which one. Which year might have been the Carmichael game, but it it does happen. Um, let's go to speaking of falling, well, falling back to the pack a little bit. West Coast were two rounds ago were two games clear on top, and now we're no longer top. Um, no Kennedy, no Darling, 
no form. All went downhill very fast. <laughs> downhill like skis. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch this. I watched the soccer once it got to 50 to 1. And I went, fuck yeah. Yeah, I was surprised really by this game. Just because, I mean, obviously West Coast, two big outs, but you would have thought there's enough quality there to get them over the line, but obviously not because their team is a bunch of one-way running P-Hearts and uh, I guess they're possibly the Argentina of uh, (laughs) AFL teams, perhaps. Look, for a team that was playing such good football, they peaked pretty early. They fired their best shots and they're going to need to find something else if they want to go near it because if you're losing to Essendon at home... This is not a good Essendon side. Yeah, certainly. Um, their, their ladder position is where they belong. I, I, I thought Lewis Jetta did an uh, excellent impersonation of Lionel Messi when he starred in that movie, The Invisible Man. <laughs> they didn't kick straight either, which doesn't help. Like they, they went the junk time comeback, but they just hadn't. They just weren't close enough to pinch it. Like. It would have been lousy if Essendon dropped it, but obviously, was, yeah, they couldn't get it done. Concerning. Yeah, they're not looking good for the spoon, though. No. <laughs> Don't worry, neither's North. <laughs> um, speaking of spoons, let's go to the Bryans versus GWS. And look, pretty average game. There's obviously one huge talking point out of it. Uh, the Jeremy Cameron hit on Harris Andrews, which Cameron's just got five weeks for. Well, what are our thoughts? I, I thought he should have got seven. <laughs> That's where I was comfortable with. Five for the hit itself and uh, one for the fucking appalling legal defense and pleading not guilty to intentional contact and an extra one for being a remorseless flog, pretty much. I didn't think he showed enough contrition, and the jury should have taken that into account. I am completely opposite to you, Penal. I feel that being able to argue careless was completely reasonable and probably was, in my opinion, that was what it was. It, it was careless. He goes to mark the ball, and in midair it's spoiled, and he braces for contact. Accidents do happen. He still should get two or three, just because severe and all the other shit that went with it. But I thought five was steep. When you compare it to... That's one week less than what Tom Bug got and Tom Jonas. Like, I don't know. It seems like they went overboard because they're scared that they're getting, getting sued over concussions. I just think the uh, the combination of his poor record... Like, they don't really... I know the MRP doesn't take that into account, but surely the tribunal has discretion. I think they're different, uh, Where though. necessary. Um, combination of that and the legal defence, which was poor, uh, and, yeah, the just lack of contrition should have combined to make this a real big one. Just it, This had to be a statement. It probably still is a big statement. I agree. I thought it was poor that Harris Andrews had to walk over to Jeremy Cameron. Apparently that got a few noses out of joint. Wasn't the best look to have to. Hopefully Andrews is all right. The beating on the brain thing doesn't sound too good. It sounds ominous, and you get why Brisbane, uh, the club and the supporters kind of are a bit touchy about it and sort of out for blood with the tribunal just because of what we're doing with uh, Justin Clark. And, yeah, having to see him retire due to concussion and then the sort of worst, worst fears with the Andrews incident, I guess, once you hear you know, internal bleeding and, and all that, that you fear that maybe a similar sort of outcome. So I just hope he's all right because he's actually a gun player. And um, One of the reasons yeah. they will maybe turn it around. Yeah. Eventually. A, like, because... Initial prognosis probably doesn't look favourable towards him, you know, playing again soon. So, yeah, hope, hopefully for the sake of that club, they can uh, get him back and no lingering ill effects. Fuck the club, just for his sake. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just so. hope he's okay. I don't give a fuck about them. We know that. 
we know we know you're not we know you're not fond of your rivals. No. Biggest Get rivals. Biggest rivals. <laughs> the only other thing I'd make mention of um Hodge turned the clock back a little bit in that game. Didn't watch the game, but sorry uh topped the coaches votes for this game, so <laughs> Yeah, and now we're going to give him another year. Well, he, he was always doing two years, wasn't he? So well, he signed for two, third. but it's probably one of those ones where they could easily arrange a retirement at the end of one if he was, like, awful. It would be irresponsible to sign him for two. Like, that, you know what I mean. So, so like, what Prittis did last year? Almost. Basically, I think, yeah, what Prittis did. But, yeah, good on him, because he copped it a bit earlier in the year for his on-field performances, which isn't why he's there for, and so good on him. Well, if he's playing, I think it is sort of what he's there for. He's there to make the uh, the young men around him better. I don't buy that. That's the shit that Bullshit tried to say about Sam Mitchell. If you want a coach, you can get a coach. If you want a player, you get a player. He's there to make the young men around him better so is he going to teach him how to drink drive and get away with it no, but you you lead by doing so <laughs> yeah, young that's what he, we mean mm. is he going to teach him how to drink drive but surely by watching a ornament to the game such as luke hodge players trade on the field you'd be inspired as say um you're one of those young draftees at brisbane you'd be inspired to say yes hodgie uh, I will climb on your back, carry me to greatness, that sort of thing. Carry me lead, to greatness. Lead and I shall follow, which he couldn't do from the coach's box. Yeah. No. Anyway, we'll move on from that to Collingwood Carlton. Obviously, we've discussed Trelaw and that lolzy injury of his. <laughs> what else happened in that game? Carlton were pretty brave. Yeah, they were, oh, they were so brave. I asked Lingy. I asked Lingy how brave they were. Brave. Uh, Dale thought he was tough. We mentioned that. Um, Kerno and Cripps were very good. Hang on, who thought he was tough? Dale. Number thirty-nine. Number thirty-nine mm-hmm. thought he was very tough. Yeah, I think Mason can be forgiven for not knowing who he was. It's not like he's known anything since Mason had an AFL career. I, that was that was what I was thinking. When I said it's like yeah, Daisy's basically become number thirty-nine. Yeah, he's irrelevant. He is absolutely irrelevant when it comes to who like Mason Cox. Mason Cox doesn't need to know who you are. You need to know who he is, can't you? Haven't kicked five goals in your whole career at, at there. Fringe twenty-two player at the bottom four club for five or six years now. Yeah, if you were to tell someone new to the game, or you know, a kid who maybe doesn't have a particularly great memory, maybe someone around the age of thirteen or fourteen, go. Once upon a time, Daisy Thomas was in the best ten players in the league. When they were fighting each other, if you went to somebody. One of these guys was the best player in the competition, according to some, and one of them is just learning the game from another country. They would have thought that Mason Cox was the better yeah. one. Can you, can you imagine, like, a sort of grandparent or some something trying to tell his grandson about the time Daisy Thomas was a gun at Collingwood? I'm pretty sure they'd, ha- they'd have that old fuck, like, shipped off to the dementia ward. Like, you just wouldn't believe it. Like, I know it was only Grant Thomas who thought so, but... He's the best player in the competition. I thought it was Ross Lyons said it. Oh, no, Ross Lyons. Sorry. Sorry, I get my shit truck. Executive coaches confused. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anything else out of that game? Look, it was, it was a shit game to watch. It was ugly and boring, and but we got the four points, and we'll take them and move on. Yeah. No, there's nothing else. Colonel's Mark stiff this. not to get nominated for Mark of oh, the Year. Oh, very stiff. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, it wasn't it's even the best Mark he took it. The one that got nominated wasn't even the best Mark he took of the day. No. I don't know how the Mark of the Year, Mark of the Week system works, but it needs an overhaul. It's an absolute farce. Like, no one, no one, no one's actually taking this shit seriously. Yeah, they're just taking the piss now. Like, Andrew Cracker went to jail and won, you know. <laughs> It was a good story. Um, it was a very good story. Um, let's move on to North versus the Dogs. North pinched it. And to help us go through this game, we are joined by the White Knight of Redheads Everywhere, Dan. You started. We are halfway through, man. Couldn't, couldn't even wait for me, man. The, the World Cup's <laughs> we, on we, in 90 minutes. We we've been recording for 45 all right, minutes. All right, all right, all right. 
Okay. We waited right. a day. Um, we waited already a day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Um. Yeah, we won. Fuck the Bulldogs. Did you enjoy Did being your number way. one rival? Um, <laughs> are they our number one rival? Well, you do have a bit of a bright, you'd have a bit of a paddles thing going on with Essendon, but in reality, yeah, they dogs probably are because you have that little cripple fight, that big footy cripple fight thing going. Mm. Um, oh, well, at least charcoal chicken's not sniggering this week. <laughs> it's always that it is a thing where they both they both say you're not our rival, we're better than that, and yet they both go at each other. For that one week, like they're Hawthorne and Geelong. Yeah. I suppose so, but yeah, I don't think we're, we're the crip. We're not the, the Jimmy and, and Timmy from South Park have it duking it out. Really? No. That's exactly what it seems like. <laughs> from the outside. Sure. <laughs> uh, it, it was a good win, though. I, my throat was sore after the game. I'm screaming. Apparently, uh, Bevo's was too after the game. Yeah, I heard about that. No players' names were listed as to who he was yelling at, but I'm willing to bet money Mitch Wallace. Mitch Wallace. Mitch Wallace. It's just like, let's not name any names. But The Bulldogs board made for very entertaining reading. It was like, <sighs> you, there was the like 90% of people who were like, he's a fucking retard, blah, blah, blah. And then there was the the 1% of... You can't call yourself a fan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> His dad was a great of this. I'm like, that doesn't matter. He's our that retard. <laughs> that doesn't matter one iota what his dad did. Does not matter. Yeah, do you think Carl supporters with, uh, like that with Sylvain? Well, actually, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> no, he's not even a premiership hero, is he? He didn't play. but No. Yeah, he's, he's like Bob. So um, he's like a he's like a poor man's Will Langford because <laughs> no matter how shit Will Langford is and continues to be, he always has that twenty fourteen grand final to point to and say, "Yeah, I did that." Bit like Tom Boyd, except we're not paying Tom Boyd, you know, six million dollars. And and Tom uh, Boyd's I mean, grand Will final Langford. was substantial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Mitch Wallace, what's mm. he done? But, but well, Mitch Wallace, that end. <laughs> He broke his leg for that club. Come on, you've got to be a little bit of slack. Well, no one told him to. <laughs> he probably kicked it out on the floor on the leg that he snapped, though. <laughs> well, okay. Jack Zabel broke his leg. He probably kicked the goal with the leg that he snapped. Uh, unless you're fucking, unless you're breaking two at once, I'm not giving a fuck about you. Two at once or get the fuck out. Two cramps. Two cramps. Two cramp. Oh, double cramps. Maybe Mitch had cramps in his leg. That's why he kicked yeah. it wide. That's why. At least if he got injured, there might have been some reason as to why oh. he kicked it 30 metres away from where he should. Have you seen those Fox footy ads with the dark arts? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Wallace, as soon as he kicked that shit, he started doing the pointer and just done the hammy, the hammy grab or, you know, the ooh, pull up a bit lame. <laughs> what else have we got out of this game? We won, and it's a good feeling because we, we've had some close losses to the Bulldogs. And, uh, well, at least in past years, Mitch Bowles wasn't there to fuck it up for him, so maybe this was the difference. Yeah, Brown is a star. He's going to win the Coleman. Brownie. Brownie. Higgins might win the Brownlow. I'm getting it, but I'm, I'm, the, the lid's off. I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> And for Dan to take the lid off is a big move. It's like it's <laughs> a it's akin deal. to me taking the lid off. <laughs> so who's winning the Norm Smith, Dan? Oh gosh, Sean Atley. Sean Atley. Oh no, he no, he's he's prime. He's he's the sort of guy that that would do a, a Gary Rowan. <laughs> He'd be that eight disposal, no goal sort of guy. I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of someone who would be like the. Not that the Norm Smith gets won by an anonymous person anymore, but I'm trying to think of sort it's of someone. Fucking Ryan Clark, <laughs> Jed Anderson. He's not, he's not. He's not a. Oh, that would be brilliant if Jed Anderson won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, penal. I'm glad you're here because the tide has turned. I'm. I'm back on the Anderson wagon now. I was off. <laughs> he's gone. He's. He's obliterated. Fucking... Ryan Burt. 
he, backflipping like cooks in there, Dan. He's oh, no, certainly okay. looking like a better deal for you guys no, than not, it was two years ago. Looking, it's gone into into space and <laughs> it, it's out of here. There's no looking. It's gone. Confirmed. Like, this is this is Burton's second year, and it's what Anderson I don't care. Six Rock, or Anderson, Anderson pretty... was gone last year. He was gone. Once we get to the end of both their respective careers, I... So what you're saying, Dan, is that Anderson Anderson has one good year of football and one shit year of football under his belt, and Burton has one good year of football and one shit year of football under his belt. So yeah. to choose a Dan favourite, it's a draw. Anderson, <laughs> if Anderson is coming from the depths of being just about delisted to becoming a regular best 22 player in a team that's probably going to play finals this year. But hang on, we had to hear about Ryan fucking Burton every game last year. So Dan that's is exactly. entitled. That's so Dan is entitled. Was, Go for that's it, because Dan. He was the model rising star. No, go for it, Dan. No, fuck off. No, I'm entitled to vote, even if I did jump off the wagon and say he was useless. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Hawthorne. We, you owe us one because it's usually. North getting screwed over with these reject players that you give us, and we have to hand over draft picks. I can't wait till he bows out with depression. <laughs> can't, can't wait till he gets sad. That is fun. No, don't say that. Don't, no. No, he looks very happy to be at North. He does look very happy. <laughs> uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't got the Jonathan. Hey, now that Dan's back, backflipped, he's going to get sad as fuck. It's going to happen. No, he, He's going to get on the turtles or something and then, yeah, just... On the oh. turtles? Oh. Dan, he doesn't look very indigenous, just saying. <laughs> well, he, he looks indigenous. He's, oh, he no. does not. <sighs> Fucking hell. You're a liar. You're a liar. No kidding. He's got brown skin and brown hair. What are you talking he about? He does not. <laughs> brown skin and he brown does. hair. He does not. This just fits your agenda this week. He does not look indigenous. You're he, full of shit. He, he plays he, for North, so he can't be one of Dan's fake Indigenous. He's oh. not Felton Roberts, but he's far, far, far more Indigenous than Nathan Drummond is. <sighs> if you put Nathan Drummond and Relton Roberts in a blender, you would get Jen Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be a big fucking blender. You wouldn't get Jed. You wouldn't get Jed Anderson. You get like someone fatter than that still. <laughs> Ted Anderson and Jai Simkin put together. Well, maybe you would probably get the Relton Roberts of 2018. I, I, I don't know, but still. He, he looks... He, come on, that's Morgan. You, you must be blind or something. He looks no darker than, say, Matt Fife. No. Yeah. Dan. He doesn't. He looks no darker than those tanned Gold Coast players. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Dan, Cristiano Ronaldo has brown skin and brown hair. Is he Indigenous? Too? <laughs> Unfortunately... <laughs> On what are you talking about? <laughs> he's darker than I'll tell you what he's darker than Jed Anderson. <laughs> I love how he just let Dan Dan not only cops the teach treatment, but he also gives us the paddle sigh. <sighs> anyway, let's move on from that game. Forgot nothing else. Good win, good win by the Ruse. Hawthorne Suns didn't matter, but Penal, did you have anything? O'Meara played well, so I guess a bit like yeah. the Anderson uh, trade, that's now not looking uh, like a disaster. No, you still, still sold the farm. He sold his kneecaps for a cup of coffee. We've already discussed it. We, look, it, given the injury history, we we did overpay given what North mm. paid for someone like Paul O'Hearn, who was a high draft pick that did a couple of ACLs. You could have drafted so, another Ryan Burton if you didn't trade all those picks away penal. We probably overpaid, but in the end it doesn't matter because O'Meara will probably give us more than what St Kilda get out of that pick seven or pick eight, whatever it was. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what O'Meara does because we'll get to laugh at St Kilda, and that's great. I just like to laugh at everybody. Talking points time. I'll begin with the... Major talking point from the weekend. There aren't too many talking points, but Adelaide took 
the soft option and called a press conference mid-Saturday afternoon to talk about the camp. What the hell is that all about? In a train wreck season, this might be the lowest point or the most ridiculous point. Like, they've done some shit this season. It's certainly the dumbest point, is what I'd call it. Mm. Like, I can't think of a... I can't think of a worsely managed thing off-field since the St Kilda schoolgirl saga than the Crows camp. This is a club that handled the death of their coach incredibly well. Incredibly Mm. well. Yet can't handle a press conference getting rid of collective minds. It's interesting that you mentioned the Phil Walsh thing because they talked about how this camp was and all the all the shit that went with it was meant to build resilience. And as Dom Cassisi pointed out on Facebook, Cassisi said the purpose behind the Crows camp baffles him. Fair to say that they've shown to be the most resilient playing group over the past three years, especially on the back of losing their father figure and much-loved coach in such tragic circumstances. Their own management have totally respected the resilience and close bond they forged after a tough time. Like, that actually goes a little bit forgotten. Because, yes, they. Why? Why did they need to be driven to the desert to go mentally strong? That's it's spot on. Like you know, it's sad when fucking Don Cassisi is the voice of reason. But <laughs> he he nails it in one because they've shown incredibly mental toughness, resilience, whatever you want to call it, over really a long period. One one bad performance on grand final day doesn't really undo that. I mean, they're not the first, they won't be the last team to put in a shocker in, in the grand final, and don't think it really justifies subjecting the player to some fucking Mossad-style torture camp. That, that That's what it is, isn't it? It's basically, like, blindfolded for an extended period of time, played a... Apparently the Richmond song wasn't played on repeat. They were very adamant it was only once. Nobody believes that. Well, if you and play it once and it's on auto-repeat, then technically you <laughs> have only played it once. Plausible it, deniability. Yeah, very lawyer talk. It's life. very much like the fucking torture camps, like Guantanamo, where they'd blindfold him and play him Barney the Dinosaur or, like, Cher or whatever they played him. Like, <laughs> My heart will go on. <laughs> yeah, that's what, they, that's what it was. It was Celine Dion, not Cher. That would um, have me spilling secrets in no time. <laughs> Well, that like, fucking Barney song, oh, no, kill me. Just kill me. But that, this, it's and, the same ballpark. It's torture tactics to build resilience. Like, And whatever the um, deal is with the sort of indigenous players that was being disrespected, there's no details around that still. Like, it's such an Essendon thing, though. Like, <laughs> if, there, if this was a story that leaked and it didn't have the club's name attached to it, I would just instantly jump to the conclusion that this was Essendon because it reeks of cutting corners and sort of trying to almost cheat your way ahead by taking a shortcut, basically, with the mental mental toughness thing. How would someone's mental toughness be uh, strengthened if you're blindfolded on a bus and you have to listen to questionable music? I would well, just be pissed off. I'd be like, get me off the fucking bus. I guess the fact that you endured it and you came out the other side is meant to make you mentally focused and strong. I don't know. It's ridiculous. But the whole point of, yeah, they don't even need to be more resilient. They've had they've been tested in ways no clubs have been tested. Like, it's not just Bill Walsh. There's the Dean Bailey thing. There's all sorts of, like, that club's had some stuff to deal with over the years. Like, if I'm thinking of a group that, when Penal says Essendon, if I'm thinking of a group that needs some fucking resilience training, it's fucking Melbourne. Yet they're the ones who cancelled their camp. It's true, they did. And that, but, was, that wasn't even a bad camp. It was just a... Oh, it was one that's been done plenty of times shit. before. Uh, but the fact that Adelaide came out and addressed it and basically said, you know, uh, you know, it's not a big deal, but we are severing ties. Like, well, technically, they didn't address it. They they sort of danced around it. They chose to talk about it. Like they fronted the media, and they and Don Pike got all like fucking Ross Lyon darty eyes towards the end too. What's wrong? What's wrong with his head? By the way, it's got a bit of leaning terapeutic about it. <laughs> it's, it's 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 shaped. It's it's pointing at eleven o'clock. 
maybe that's maybe he's got a permanent tilt like on his neck. It's make the rape eyes look more creepy. It's just the fact that they are they're making this move that's meant to be. I think they think it's an offensive move or a getting on the front foot move, but it all of it is the way it came out was so defensive. It's just like they are in, like it raises more questions about yeah. what happened because they they danced around the questions regarding the camp. Um, they didn't discuss anything of any detail. So I mean, what was the point? I mean, it was odd enough that they chose Saturday afternoon right in the middle of round fourteen. No, no, that's not odd. They did, they, did, they 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 took out the trash. There, they tried to bury the story amongst a bunch of games. Right. I mean, who does that? Who calls a press conference on the weekend during a round of footy? And yeah, then they decide to say someone who's got something to hide. And, yeah, you've got something to hide. You don't want it getting bunch of traction in the mainstream. So pick it's like fucking say, saying on. <laughs> Christmas Eve or something to the government. Hey, yeah. here's a bunch of tax rises or something. Look, Dan, just think of it this way. If they held this press conference on a Monday, it would be talked about all the way through to the end of the week in the new cycle. Doing it on the Saturday, it really only... It's sort of gone by Monday. We're talking about it. I know, but that's because we like to take the piss out of clubs doing stupid shit like press conferences like this. This is... This is material we don't we barely have to write. Yeah, all all the fucking mainstream AFL media has moved on to I think today they're writing Jeremy Cameron or Hitler who was worse. <laughs> and by by three PM tomorrow they'll have moved on to something completely. So different. you're suggesting that they have purposely done this on a Saturday so yes. that there is no It's, it's is a tactic. Little, no no shit. It's that's a. It's like, well, then that. Well, then that's an indictment in itself that they're trying to just sort of push this under the rug. But that's sort of that's sort of the point. They don't know how to deal with it, but they want to get a message out to clearly their fans of South Australian media to about, keep their heads above water. But they want to avoid the national media being open and honest. Well, because they've fucked up and like they fucked up and they don't know what to do. They are in just. They're in absolute damage control. They are so fucked, and they have no resilience to get through it. Like, did anyone hear the bit about Burton saying that people were laughing about it on the bus? I'm like, there's no way people were laughing on the bus. They weren't laughing. No way. No way. Couldn't it's... have their feet, put their phones taken away. Eddie's bets, his wife was about to pop one out. and Two, actually. Didn't have his phone. Jeff um, Quincy. Mm-hmm. And this group was behind the power stance, so it's like, what did this fucking, what did this collective mind do exactly that was positive? It seems everything was just like, it's almost like some double agent, some Port Adelaide double agent has decided how best can I fuck the Camrys? Oh, oh fucking don't, don't give the Camry fans any ideas <laughs> because like they're all having a little blubber wank about the fact that they're. We want answers. AFC campaign seems to have, seems to have worked because obviously they're they're claiming credit for the uh, press conference, um, but just don't don't let them get any ideas about that being a uh, Port Adelaide plant. No, I think I think that would make it even better. Don't you? We'll never hear the end of it. Anything else on the Camry Crows camp? The KKK. It sounds like the KKK. Maybe that's what they called it to offend the indigenous players. <laughs> Camry Crows camp. Maybe they should have sent to a crucifixion burning session out in the desert somewhere where they had some sort of KKK (laughs) meeting. What? What did they do to um, upset the indigenous players? I don't know. Like maybe maybe they use footage of dead people. That's apparently a thing. That's what I thought. Mm. What they showed pictures of Phil Walsh. Oh no. No, you know what? Well, why would his wife care? Yeah, because his wife's waiting. Maybe, oh, shit. Ooh. Maybe they did. Hang on. That's a bit, that's, that's very insensitive. Guys, have we just broken a story? No, have I we have. Have we just broken a story for reals? Yeah, I, I think I just broke a story. You heard it here first. Morgs, tweet it, tweet it out, Morgs. You know, it's great. We're going to have to wait three days for anyone to hear this and someone will fucking beat us to the story. Oh, you know what that means, Stubbins? All-nighter edit. 
that's like a backdoor hack story you've you've come up with. What if they did? It's possible. Um, well, it's not really that messed up, but no, I think I think I think it sort of is. Like to show the video and go, we're here about building team. Remember, remember how much it sucked and how you came together after that. Nothing else in the crows camp. No, I'm so glad we got to the bottom of the story. Well done. I feel we're not done either. Yeah. Once this story comes out, it'll keep going. Yeah, someone, someone's just going to, like, maybe Brett Burton gets knifed in the back or something and gets sacked from the crows and then if, he senses if, the... If Collective Mind, this so-called group, that no longer has a contract with Adelaide, <clears throat> then why, what, who's stopping anyone from just asking them what happened on the camps? Well, collective mind aren't going to go say we tortured these people in the desert. because yeah, hire they'd us. Wanna, they'd want to get hired by other people in the future. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe if someone gets knifed and gets made the scapegoat, probably Brett Burton. They will. Stop saying knifed. Mm. He's doing it on purpose. Shit. <laughs> I actually wasn't, which is kind of the sad thing because I'm not aware. St- I like wasn't aware enough. Back. No, I, w- I wasn't aware enough to make the connection until Morgs pointed it out. I think I, I don't worry. I think I've made that. I think I've said that before. But like more recently, after the event, made the. At least, at least I'm not in the cheer squad holding up a banner that says "A Murder of Crows." <laughs> is that still there? Knowing how insensitive and tone deaf that entire football club is, yes, probably. Look, but yes, yeah, to... so, some someone will do a book deal eventually. The point. Oh yeah, the player retirement books. Text your pictures. <laughs> like this is bus. <laughs> text. This is dead Walsh. <laughs> text got on the bus. Text had a blindfold put on, and they played the evil Tigerland song. Text got sad <laughs> as fuck. Text went to North. <laughs> Tex was jealous of Jake, who didn't have to catch the bus. <laughs> Tex was sad that Jake didn't have to catch replacement bus. Because <laughs> Jake's playing group told the club no. Because they did not want to catch bus. <laughs> Pikey looked at Eddie and said, give me your phone. Eddie said, but my missus. <laughs> I I've just got a little uh, sort of notepad on my desk. And I've, just, I've just drawn a little picture of how I would imagine text drawing uh-huh. a picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is what a five-year-old would do, but that's okay because that's what's text. That's Texas mental age, <laughs> and apparently mine as well. We'll go to the questions. K4A's got a question, um, right. which no, Dan, you might like this one. Thoughts on the Bulldogs 97-98 prelim reunion held last weekend? What, a, what an event that must have been. They had a, a prelim final reunion. Well, I don't know if the Dogs did, but certainly some of the players got together. What kind of loser mentality shit is that? Let's all <laughs> reminisce of the time we didn't make it into the grand final. That's crap. Who would want to do that? Yeah. You just, you, I think you, you cheapen the idea of, having a, a reunion like every 10 years for, for something or, or or an achievement like a grand final. Because well, not if you've got no achievements to... But it, it's well, then A-OK. You, then you have no reunion then. No, it's A-OK to have a reunion. Nobody needs to know about it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, good, exactly right. Like, it's clearly not a club endorsed thing because no club's that stupid. Maybe, like, not even St Kilda. But, yeah, just get together, hang out. Don't tell fucking all your... People on Channel Seven or Fox Footy, Jono and Darcy. What years were this? Ninety-seven and ninety-eight. Yeah, so the Liber, the Liber choke well, years. I, if I was, if I was the Adelaide Crows, I'd crash it and just shit on them. <laughs> I think they've got their own problems at the moment. Oh yeah, you probably they probably do, but still, I mean, that's, <laughs> they, that's they couldn't because they couldn't all get on the same bus together. <laughs> that, that's loser mentality shit. That's that's. that's... But did, did they go to have it last year, but they forgot, and then they went, oh, let's just combine the two years together? Like, well, maybe maybe because it's sad to do it two years in a row. I don't know. It's sad to do it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not even a grand final loss, or, like, it's... The dogs made a lot of prelims between flags. A lot of prelims. Well, that's, 
that's not the ultimate success, is it? You don't get. I know that's what I mean. Like what? You don't win the gold medal. Does, <laughs> do will the two thousand nine prelim team, two thousand nine or eight, nine, ten team have a fucking? I don't know. It's very silly to advertise it. Mediocrity, dumb. Like again, this is like if any club was going to do this, probably. <laughs> Maybe recreate the stupid goal celebration that they had where <laughs> Libba's been carried by his teammates and he's got his legs caught in between some other doofus that's holding him up. If they had a cake for their reunion, that's what would be on the top of it. <laughs> Libba being hoisted up and the umpire signaling goal. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe maybe they edit some footage together at the reunion. They project it up onto the TVs at whatever pub it is. And they have footage of an umpire signaling a goal and them all celebrating. Just rewriting the history books. Yeah. This is what it would have been like if we won, boys. Yeah, wouldn't that just... Isn't that depressing? Like, it just reminds you that you you weren't good enough to go all the way. I wouldn't go. I, just, I wouldn't go. Do you reckon the Crows will have a reunion for their bus trip? <laughs> the We Survived Collective Mind? Yeah. They've all got T-shirts. <laughs> they got they got Collective Mind tattoos. <laughs> in, the, in the shape of a blindfold, or a person blindfolded. I think we've answered that question. Ilksy wants to know, what odds can he get for Dan's win post of the year considering he has negative 20 MVP votes from uh, Collingwood versus Carlton? That wasn't, part of the, that wasn't part of the deal for me to get negative twenty if Collingwood won. There wasn't a, there wasn't any. Let's just let's just bullshit. There was a fucking deal. <laughs> I got twenty points and Dan did, but he didn't lose any. No, there were requests no. made. There were no deals no, made. There was Seriously. a fucking agreement. Give people points, Starburns. Don't be tight. No, there was an agreement that you might get more for your efforts this year. No wagering of shit. Oh, so instead of five, we're going to get six? Yeah, well, just for that comment, Seven, yeah. maybe? Yeah, just for that comment, I'll make it six, not ten. Maybe. Oh, totally, totally worth it. I'm, I'm going to be here every Monday now. Negative 14 for you, Dan. You'll, I'll have to, it'll be very difficult to work out how many people post on the bay this year to put them at a certain <laughs> ranking and you one below that, but we'll see how we go. You atheist little shit. <laughs> What, what what atheist little shit? What's that even mean? I don't know. Carry on. Actually, one other talking point, since I'm looking through the questions, Brendan Goddard and advanced, hair, advanced laser therapy. Anything on that? I feel sorry for his shrink. What do you mean his shrink? Probably gets pointed at every five minutes. It's advanced. It's hair, laser therapy. It's for his hair. Oh, He's not therapy. sad as I fuck. I said actual therapy. <laughs> oh, well then... Well, it kind of would make sense if he actually did see a therapist because he is a sad individual because he always complains and blames everyone else's problem on somebody else. Everybody else's problem um, on somebody else. <laughs> Nobody even yes. said anything, Dan. Keep going. No, shut up. <laughs> um... <laughs> I oh, even knew that okay. time. Brennan Goddard is regrowing his own hair. Okay. Well, you're a loser. You're going bald. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's got red hair. He's had a tough life. I have a, qu- I have a question about this, this hair thing. They don't regrow back your actual hair. They put plugs in your, in your scalp, right? It's a wig that's sewn in, isn't it? So when they say regrow your own hair, it's lo- it's lawyer talk for saying... It's not real hair, but it's actually your hair. I believe so, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's bullshit. I mean, that, that's just... False advertising, is it, Dan? I, if I was playing, I, I, I would pinch strands out of his hair just to piss him off. <laughs> My precious. Can you, can you be suspended for pulling a player's hair? I think you'd get a fine first, but I guess if you ripped his scalp off, that might go up to severe impact. If it's Brendan Goddard, it's worth it. Just do it. <laughs> just yank his scalp, it, the, the hair out of his scalp. Um, anything else on that? And yes, he should see a therapist too. <laughs> the hair one's optional, but he should see the... Say hi to Hodgepodge for us. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you, you could go in together with him. <laughs> you both have issues with taking responsibility. Just because you bought the plane that I do does not mean... And then you won't claim it, there's evidence. Once again, you're not claiming responsibility, you're blaming us. This week on the day, what do we got for Threat of the Week? You know, I could have I could have voted for this last week, but I'm going to give the the Photoshop thread on the main board my nod because it's it's got it's got a lot of Richmond posters triggered and that makes me happy. So that can have my nom. I want to nominate. It's a bump. It's it's, it's a bump of an effort. But if you read through it, the footy folklore that you would like to have confirmed or that you wish was true thread on the main board. Yeah, well, it's not a bad read, some of the stories in there. No. I got that. Do we have any bay threads? I reckon uh, there was some, but I've sort of... I like Move Over Shit Lips. I've only just clicked on the thread. I like the title. I thought the title was funny, and I've just clicked on the thread now. It's just a, a Ed Kerno. It was a Charlie Kerno. I keep confusing the two. This is the new marking sheriff in town. Pissed off Jeremy Howe. Please. Pork's thread work safe board in to investigate Adelaide wasn't bad. Well, I like the main board one. Lots of triggered Richmond posters. Like, how dare you disrespect Alex Rance? Oh, no. Oh, Adam Shalor deserves to be laughed at for doing two hamstrings because people made fun of Alex Rance's diving. That is the correlation on the Richmond board at the moment. You can't, you oh, can't lecture you anyone about injury trolling. I can do whatever I like. There was another decent Bay thread. Oh, yeah, Zacker. Melbourne won't make the finals. I thought that Get was pretty good. Get in line, mate. I made this call before the season started. <sighs> well, Get in line. No, it's more bold for him to make the call when they're fucking still fifth on the ladder. Well, it would have no, been bold. When they were when they were fucking third, I was still making the call. Oh, yeah, that's when it would have been not, bold. Not after, not after they lost two in a row, you fucking hero. <laughs> Even I'm late to the party with that. Earlier, so. Every week I've been making the same call, same thing, giving it to Bosk for being a fucking goo-chugging loser. <laughs> and then in a PM this week, he's like, I heard you, stop it, blah, like, stop saying it. <laughs> Fuck off, idiot. You don't just get to say, stop trolling me. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. I think I think we've just sort of morphed into Flog of the Week there, on, yeah, in, seamlessly. Bosk. Yeah. yeah, Bosk, you don't get a Flog Shadama's tag for oh. saying Jeremy Cameron's going to get suspended. Water is wet. Fucking hell. Yeah, okay, Bosk. Flog of the week. Bosk. Who else? And I, re- and I revealed PMs. Suck a dick. Any any uh, other Flog of the week dishonourables? Um, <laughs> Dan thinks Hodgepodge got dropped on his head. No, because he did. Seriously, I, I was, I'm, for a time, I was happy to accept this man's stupidity because he would make me laugh occasionally, but now he's... Oh, he used to be an excellent troll. He's broken. No, no, he's sad no, as fuck. He, may, he, he needs to turn coat to North. No, he doesn't. We don't need we don't need any more sad losers nor supporters on on big. I think okay? I think that's exactly what you need. No, we don't. We don't need any more. And I don't need more people following me around on big footy trying to be my friend. is <laughs> now a Richmond supporter and is pro AFL women, and he's just he's just a weird. He's not. He's being facetious, though. But it's just a, no, it's a dumb troll. He's no longer funny anymore, and I'm just sick no, of No, he's shit, not. So. He's very rarely funny. The AFLM stick was uh, funny for yeah, about 15 it's, it's minutes, old. but it's, it's, you know, it's getting old. Overstayed its welcome. Yeah, so Bosk wins. I got no dishonourables. I, I think I had um, one, but I've forgotten. I might have a dishonourable for, um... Who's the guy who bumped his thread? Herdy Lannister bumped the thread by Roby, which was innocent enough in itself, but I think it deserves a dishonorable for me because I saw Roby's name and avatar and <laughs> thought Roby was back, but I was disappointed to learn it was just a yeah. bump. He hasn't been excited for a couple what, of years, unfortunately. What, what I'm saying is bring back Roby. Bring back the beans. Bring back the beans. Make mm. the beans great again. Bean coins just... Not the same. Without some bets to place them on, and we need the power rankings for that. I'm going to give a dishonourable to everyone who ruined the werewolf game that was supposed to start two days ago. That includes One-Eyed Sainer, Brab, Chappie, 
Nakaya, a natural disaster. Between the five of you, you've ruined it. Is this SFA talk? It's Survivor, Survivor, Dan. Oh, it might as well be in the same fucking... It's not Survivor. Oh, the new Survivor trailer is excellent, by the way. I saw it last night. So, Penal, who do you know that's on the cast? Well, well, all the ones that were um, revealed in the trailer, obviously. And obviously the the two that we I'm going to start doing the tips. I hear that Mo Hope, instead of catching a bus, went on Survivor and that built her resilience, Dan. Yeah, right. Mo. Look Mo forward for big things Ryan. next year. Fantastic. Um, uh, Richmond versus Sydney. I'm Brian Lake, uh, Jackie Glazier. Uh, Bulldogs yeah. versus Geelong. I'm tipping Geelong. Carlton versus Port Adelaide. I'm tipping Port Adelaide versus. Weagles, I'm tipping uh, the Weagles, Suns versus Collingwood, I'm going to tip the Suns, Giants versus Hawthorne, I'm going to tip Hawthorne, Melbourne versus St Kilda, Melbourne, Essendon versus North, North, and the last game, no thank you. Uh, I love how we've finally cracked the code as to how to get Dan to just straight up tip without any nudging. There we go. Easy. Survivor talk at the this week on the bay section. So it'd be good to have uh, nine nine games again. Mm. But mm. Penal, I, I don't know if I've told you, but I'll tell you again. You've got to watch Survivor South Africa. Well, you got to throw your TV out the window. I'll you, send you a PM panel yeah, with the you, with the playlist links. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago there was that fan made one. Are you watching any of Survivor Maryland? Yeah. I've got two episodes to watch of that tonight after the soccer. Is that is it good or worth yeah, it's watching? Brilliant. It's okay. brilliant. Survivor Maryland. Survivor Maryland. What do they have to live? Do they have to live in the fucking? No, they're just at college. They're on campus at Maryland uh, University. Uh, I thought it was going to be set in like Baltimore, like The Wire. Well, Survivor Baltimore. <laughs> you got to survive on the corner. Su- Survivor Baltimore, also known as just Baltimore. Baltimore, <laughs> living in Baltimore. <laughs> I live on the corner, and at the, at the end, you, the Omar has spoken. Anyway, this was the Flogcast for round 15. Starburns joined by Morgs. Farewell. Go to the Socceroos. Dan. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch the Socceroos when they, when they don't play Tim Cahill and we don't kick any fucking goals. <laughs> Dan, this my tears. And Penal. Adios. South Korea will beat Germany. Thanks for listening and we will see you all next week.